Hey, everybody, it's that time again. That's right, Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. Happy to have you aboard. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source is in Pennsylvania, of course, the former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. And Artie, it's very warm in Southern California. We're taping this at 6.15 Eastern Time, 3.15 Pacific Daylight Time on Thursday. How warm is it in Pennsylvania today? 95 degrees, humidity's pretty well up there. Um, it really is a little sultry, but uh, hey, the alternative is <laughs> it could be raining like cats and dogs. So, you know, you get used to it after a little while. I've been back here seven years now. The humidity is a little stifling, though, I must say. We have not really touched on the Brittany Griner thing. Uh, of course, in prison for, what, four months now in Russia under uh, Putin. Uh, any comments? Well, you know, I kind of I kind of kick out of what Edis Cantor Freedom commented on the other day, um, you know, about LBJ and his relationship, LeBron James with China. And uh, they had a young lady that I guess uh, got convicted of a similar thing a few years back that's an Israeli citizen. I watched some information on that. But I guess the judge is going to actually sit down and you know, a, a Russian judge. I mean, I don't, we can go back to the gymnastics on that one. What the Russian judge give you, but you know, he's going to sit down with Brittany and they're going to try to come up with something. You know, I mean, the sad part is I would think that the American government would step out and want to make a little bit more of a, an, an offer to, to get her out. I mean, I'm sure there's some people, the Russians would trade for her with us. Um, you know, I, Politically speaking, it's just a tough situation. But I'm, I'm amazed at how many uh, of the woke establishment has really, there hasn't been much publicity on this whole thing, Fred. And that kind of amazes me in a lot of ways. All right. Let me, there are a lot of sides to this, uh, but I, I don't like hearing, well, if she'd be carrying this in the United States and some states, there'd be no problem whatsoever. She had to be right enough to know that she was in Russia. And she had to be bright enough to know the rules. And then the word entitlement comes into play. Uh, did she think because she's a one of the best uh, women's basketball players in the world, she can get away with it? Your comments. Well, you know, Fred, that seems to be rampant in all of professional sports, both male and female. These athletes start thinking they're bigger than, you know, the laws and above the law. And, you know, when you are at Rome, you have to do as Romans do, okay? You have to know if you're going to go play in an exhibition, much like the UCLA basketball team back about six years ago, when, you know, they're in China, you do not steal a pair of sunglasses in China, okay? First of all, you don't steal, steal a pair of sunglasses anyway because you can get anything you want, basically, if you ask for it over there. But the bottom line is I just don't get it. I don't get the entitled – attitude of a lot of our modern day young athletes and you know it runs through everything and, and it's very sad because I think it shows a lack of education not knowing what other countries ideas are what their political thoughts are what their viewpoints are if you're going to be somewhere I mean I've traveled all over the world I was lucky in my lifetime to to visit over a hundred countries and I knew the one thing that I always you know my dad and I my dad would actually tell me I want you to study about this country, find out what's going on. You know, we're going to be there 
and and I need I need help in knowing you know what we can and can't do. Like we got off the uh, QE2, you know, in in Southampton one time, and we're driving down the road. My dad's in his old TR4, and he goes, "Damn, these cars are coming right at me." I said, "Dad, they drive on the other side of the road here in England." <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm talking about a little bit. You know, also from the other perspective, again, I heard the argument, well, WNBA players don't make a lot. So that's why she has to go to Russia to play in the off season to make up. That'd be like saying a poor person down the street has the right to rob you because he's not, doesn't have a a lot of money. I mean, that's not an excuse in my mind at all. Uh, It just simply is not. She's, I don't know what her, George Gascon did. She's probably making she's probably making two hundred thousand in the WNBA, which is not two million or twenty million. I'm not saying that, but two hundred thousand should be enough for most people to survive on. So I don't see it as an alibi. Well, she had to go overseas to make enough to live on. What's that five letter word, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, G-R-E. it comes down to you know, it's called greed. And you go where you could go to get the money. I mean, you talk about LIV and the PGA Tour. It's rampant in all levels of sports. I mean, look at the NIL and and the transfer portal in, in collegiate sports. And SC and UCLA, you know, dumping, dumping the Pac-12 in a tough lurch and going to the Big Ten. I mean, loyalty is something that seems to have disappeared in our society. But I don't give anybody a free pass. I just think at this point in time, She's done enough for having a, a pen that, you know, that she, I guess, had some cannabis in it or something of that nature. I mean, come on. She's not a massive criminal. You know, her wife has actually gone to Biden and written letters to him. And, you know, I, it, it's just the whole world is kind of turned upside down, Fred. And it's a very sad situation. But on a positive note, I see where the Rams and Les Sneed, and, John, and uh, Sean McVay have been named the best combo of GM head coaches in the NFL. Funny how that happens after you win a Super Bowl, Fred. Yeah, coincidence. Uh, hey, let, let's talk dollars. Um, an ABA player m- many years ago obviously uh, didn't make a lot of money, and there was no pension. Now, this week, uh, the NBA Players Association and the NBA – has come out with a pension for each year that you played in the ABA, $3,800 a year. Well, they really stepped up on that one. They huh? really stepped up. So that's $300 a month. Uh, so now we're talking in the Brittany, the Brittany Griner thing, you know, she's making 200,000, the WNBA. Now we're talking $300 per month or a little bit more than that, so $3,800 a year for each year you played. So if you, if you played five years, uh, then you make $19,000 a year. Okay, that that helps certainly, but it's certainly not as much as I think these players deserve. So the, the modern so Fred, NBA- what you're saying is guys like Harden who make fifty million dollars a year, okay, they can't afford to take care of the guys. I mean, they're going to pay it in taxes anyway. They could put together a fund, the players' association. Everybody put a million dollars in because they're all making between fifteen and fifty million now. And they could they could set this thing up, and these guys would be taken care of for their lives. And and I mean, do you want to just pay taxes, or 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 are they doing such a good job with foundations and trusts 
that they're paying no taxes? <laughs> That's the real question. Over the last few years, you and I both heard about former ABA players living under a bridge, passing away with no me- medical insurance and no place to live. And, and it's no they- different in the NFL. And you notice Taylor, you know, was was living in a, in you know a, a home. One of the great Super Bowl stars, you know, I mean, Super Bowl MVP for the Kansas City Chiefs, a guy who I think deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But because he played in the AFL, I think that's been a little bit of a problem there. But it's just so sad when you see this happen. And a lot of it comes down to this, Fred. Many, many years ago, when Paul Tagliabue was the commissioner of the NFL, the Mayo Clinic was out in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I was working for KTAR at the time out in Phoenix. And I saw this property next to the Mayo Center that was about $125 an acre. And they could have built a beautiful place right next to the Mayo Clinic in in Arizona where they could have brought these players in who had the dementia and the CTE and really got to the bottom of this and spent very little money, very little money, Fred. And yet, basically, when I brought it to Brian McCarthy, and Paul Tagliabue, they said it's a great idea, wonderful idea, but the old owners would probably want to do it, but the new breed of ownership, they say that has nothing to do with them. Meanwhile, those franchises, Fred, that were worth 800000 to $5 million, $10 million, are now worth between $3 billion and $7 billion. And still very little has been done. I just got a letter a concussion settlement letter from, from the NFL attorneys, you know, and they're talking about throwing around between $7,500 if you played one year in the NFL, very similar, but a little bit more money than what we're talking about with the ABA. But they also want me to go meet with an NFL licensed physician to see how my noodle's doing, you know, and as you know, at 125 years of age, I take all those pills and everything to try to keep my noodle good. So I'm, I'm kind of defeating myself in this situation. You know, uh, also baseball, and we've had Doug Gladstone on Sports of Night America. He wrote a book called A Bitter Cup of Coffee, and in parlance, a bitter cup of, co- cup of coffee means a few games in Major League Baseball. There's a whole slew of players still alive today who played 30 games, 50 games, 60 games, not enough under the rules that baseball has made, they don't see a pension at all. I'm talking about major. And they, how many years did they spend in the minor leagues? You know, yeah. I mean, that's another thing. And they were starving when they were in the minor leagues. I mean, we saw just recently have they even entertained the concept of these guys living, you know, in a in a position where five guys have to go in to buy an apartment, you know, to rent an apartment. And so that I mean, can you imagine what it was like in the sixties and seventies and eighties? I mean, it must have been absolutely brutal. All right. Um, three weeks now, this uh, Kyra Irving thing has been going on. We're almost, uh, well, the middle of May, middle, the middle of July. Maybe as of August 1, the uh, mandate for masks indoors comes back in L.A. County. So is Kyrie going to be a Laker or is Kyrie not going to be a Laker? I don't know, but I thought it was really funny seeing Gavin Newsom running around the White House today. Was he measuring the drapes or <laughs> what's going on? Biden's out of town and everybody's running around the White House. I mean, but seriously, Fred, on, on that particular situation, they had a, a uh, I guess it was a, a poll that was taken. Who are the top two players combinations in the NBA? And 
you know, whether it was Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo, or whether it was, you know, Durant and, uh, and Kyrie Irving, when they mentioned those two together, I said, they've played 50 games together in the last three years. Like, you put them in, a, in as a duo, just like the, you know, Davis and, and LeBron James. I mean, it's ridiculous. I did see where one of our favorite players, Damian Lillard, signed an incredible contract, $62 million uh, over the next, uh, you know, over, that's it per year over the next three years, $180 million deal with the Trailblazers. So that indicates to me that maybe Paul Allen and his his, uh, his estate might be thinking about selling that team because uh, I think you're going to see Nike and uh, – and Mr. Phil Knight get involved with that franchise. Okay, so uh, you indicated uh, Damien uh, $62 million per year. If he had said, I'll just take 50, and then they'd have over three years, $37 million to make his team better, that would be somebody giving back to the club, no? I, that's the part of it that I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, at, at a certain point in time, it's going to be, you know, Damian Lillard against – the, the rest of the NBA West and the NBA. I mean, I'd rather, I would actually defer that money long-term, you know, do what, what Tom Brady has done with most of his teams, whether it be New England or Tampa Bay, you know, say, look, I can live on 20 million. Giselle makes 85 million a year. Everything's fine. No, but, but I mean, defer the money down the line so that, you know, like Bobby Bonilla did with the Mets when he signed that huge deal that, I believe this is the final year he's actually getting paid on it. And I don't think he's played in 2023 20, to 24 years now. So, I mean, how, at what point in time, you know, is 50, 50 million, not enough or 35 million, not enough. And you sign for 62 million, but then the surrounding cast that you're with are a bunch of free agents and draft picks. And you've got no chance to do what every great player wants to do, which is, you know, make a name for themselves, win a world championship, earn a ring, at least get in, you know, in the playoffs and make a deep run in the playoffs. All right. Uh, we talked Manfred. Let's talk a little baseball here. Uh, I don't know if you, how closely you've been following the Dodgers lately, but uh, on Tuesday night, um, I think Dave Roberts lost his mind. And then on Wednesday, he lost his whatever mind he had left. He did it back. He did it again. He got lucky because Alberto had a second chance to bat and he got the base hit. But the point is, Lux is a 300 hitter. You don't have a 240 hitter hit for a 300 hitter. Lefty or righty, it's irrelevant. Uh, Berto is a 240 hitter. over 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 a kind of an overreaction to this analytics that are kind of in baseball now. The, the, and the game before was even worse because – You've got the base. It's the seventh inning, folks. Dodgers are down um, by a run. Got the bases loaded, no outs. Trace Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson's younger brother, at bat against the right-handed pitcher. And Roberts pinch hits Max Muncy. So I say to myself, What's you know nice they're going to go. You, you know they're going right to hang on. You're going to go to a left-handed reliever at that point, as they did. So now you have Muncy batting against a left-handed reliever. Okay, so you got Muncy who's hitting 160, and you got Lux who's hitting 300. One, if, he, if Muncy hits it on the ground, he's not as fast as Lux, so there's a better chance for a double play. If there's an infield dribbler, Lux has a better chance of beating it out. 
So you tell me, unless he's trying to, unless Roberts is trying to teach Lux a lesson, now he's got a big ego, Lux, there's no question. He's got to be trying to teach him a lesson because the Dodgers don't score and they end up losing 7-6. But your comments about that, Lux or Muncie, if you had a chance or a choice. You know, Fred, the one thing that's amazing to me about the Dodgers is no matter what kind of injuries they seem to have come up with, and they've had a plethora of injuries all season long, the next guy they plug in, you know, whether it's McKistry coming up from Oklahoma City, it just seems as though they have a guy ready to go that's bona fide good baseball player. And, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, looking at the Dodgers, I mean, they've really not had a great season yet. If you look at the standings, you know, they, they've increased. I mean, obviously, the Giants went on a little downswing. Padres have been scuffling a lot. So, I mean, they've got an eight-game lead. They've got a fantastic record. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm, I'm amazed at just how things are working out for the Dodgers. But then on the other hand, you know, we've got the All-Star break coming up. And are you going to be able to get a hot dog at the All-Star game? That's a sad thing when when the workers in the in the actual, you know, Dodger Stadium might not even be available for the All-Star game. How's that going to work out, Fred, if you want a water or whatever you want in a, in a in an all-star game. That's a little embarrassing, isn't it? Dodgers passing the buck. They say they don't have the rights. It's a company called Levy that has the rights to the concessions. So it's no longer the Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers hired Levy. So it's really on the Dodgers. What could these guys be making? $15 an hour max? Uh, they won't even let my favorite peanut vendor fire the peanuts around anymore. So I mean, okay, but what I'm you saying know, is no more farmer John hot dogs. It's, 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 it's to the point where, wow, you know. Hey, by the way, Fred, here's an interesting stat, all right? It's completely off, off target of what we're talking about, but I was trying to figure out why the Packers would let Devontae Adams go, right? A great wide receiver, had some superior years with Aaron Rodgers. Do you know what the Packers' record is when Devontae didn't play in the last four years? Pretty good, I think. 9-0. and Yeah. That's amazing to me. And by the way, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on in the world of golf, I got to watch the celebrity golf tournament from Lake Tahoe last weekend. Was that refreshing to see everybody having a good time? I mean, stars from all different walks of life. Charles Barkley actually has a golf swing now. He's not doing the herky-jerky. I mean, it was amazing to me. And now here's the latest rumor, Fred. Throw this one out. Charles Barkley is negotiating to be a broadcaster for the new LIV. <laughs> All right, one final, one final comment right here and believe sports business, sports media, art source. Go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to talk about the last time the All-Star game was in Los Angeles. And, and we had uh, a couple of guys from Mizuno at the time. You know, it was Pete Rose is 82. Bobby Welch started the game. I was at the game. And it was just, it was just a marvelous, marvelous game. And I'm just, I'm just hoping for Major League Baseball because of all the all-star games that come and go in professional sports, the one thing I always loved about the Major League Baseball all-star game was that the uniforms they wore were the home team's authentic Major League uniform, okay? And I hope they don't wear those softball uniforms that they wore the last couple of years. 
I mean, it's so great to see all the different teams, all the different players from different cities. And the other thing, Fred, is I'm really upset at the Toronto Blue Jays for jettisoning a guy like Charlie Montoya, who was in their system for 20 years, showing no loyalty. He's got a 46 and 42 record. They're actually at the point where they were one of the wild card teams and they fire this guy. And, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? Two good managers, Joe Madden and Charlie Montoya, down the, down the river. And I, I got a funny feeling that Tony LaRusso might be next. All right, for Art, for Mario, I'm Fred. Uh, see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business Sports Media, also heard on PodClips. Folks, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night on Sports Overnight America. Bye, everybody.